All right. Today is Wednesday, February 17th. And this is the, well, it's still the Forget Computers podcast. I think we we might have to change it uh, to the Antiva podcast one day, Chad. But uh, for now, it's the Forget Computers podcast. My name is Ben Greiner. Uh, with me is Chad Calise. Chad, say Hi. hello, please. And um, we continue to be in separate rooms, uh, separate offices due to due to the pandemic. And um, we were just talking yeah. about our live stream. So apologies if I call this a live stream because this is our podcast. <laughs> and no, seems... no guest today, Chad. And that's my fault no. for not scheduling. Uh, I'm going to get better at that. You, you lined up some really great <laughs> guests over the last uh, few episodes. If you haven't heard those, please go check them out. Um, but I thought we would just, uh, to keep this going, talk a little bit about what's going on uh, either in, at work or in our lives um, because this is a good therapy session for me. Yeah, I have to say there is something um, kind of therapeutic about forgetting computers for a few minutes each week or every other week. Um, I've, I've, I've spoken before about the tech sh Shabbats, right? Um, uh, Tiffany. Yeah. Shabbat's. You guys do that on Saturday or Sunday at home. We do. Yeah. We shut down our devices on Friday night um, before dinner and then we don't turn them back on again until Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Sunday morning feels like Christmas around here. It really does. It, and I take that from uh, Tiffany, who is, is a long acquaintance of mine uh, from the Bay Area. And she started that whole thing and wrote a book and, and did a whole um, big movement um, around that that is still you know, really, really important and, and growing because we spend so much time. I even find myself turning my devices off in the evening during weekdays, just mm -hmm. make it inaccessible. I'd literally take it down to kind of the, we have a grown up bathroom in the basement. It's just, you know, grown ups only. And it's a safe place for electronics and other things. And I kind yeah. of leave my phone down there um, until, you know, it's time to turn those things back on. And it really, I, I don't know, when I first started doing it, it, it was it was hard because I would feel, you know, as a parent, especially, I would feel somewhat vulnerable when I was mm -hmm. away from my primary communication device, right? Especially if, say, one of the kids wasn't here, you know. Um, but now that we are spending so much more time uh, generally, you know, uh, less time away from each other, uh, except for, you know, the essential things, Um I've gotten more comfortable with it and it, it really it minimizes my stress significantly. Yeah. You know, you, you said something that I, that I want to talk more about and that is habits. Um, I think the pandemic has definitely changed our habits. I know it's changed my habits and um, my wife and I were just talking about, you know, sort of preparing for coming out of this pandemic. It, you know, putting some of those habits back and whether we want to or not. Um, yeah. And, and it's, point. it's a strange time because uh, first, just to focus again on habits, you know, these devices, the iPhone, especially as much as I love it and rely on it. And it's a, it's a fantastic tool. It has definitely uh, changed my habits. Um, mm my focus I feel is not as sharp as it used to be. 
because if I'm not careful, I am constantly being interrupted by my phone. Um, and these are interruptions from my family, from my friends, uh, from work. Uh, and as you pointed out, it could be 24 seven, anytime it could happen anytime. Um, I have found, well, you just reminded me of something. Um, I have been watching, you know, movies at night that are, you know, from an era before people had mobile phones. Yeah. And so there's this kind of, I don't know if it's this kind of what the fixation is or whatever, but I really enjoy watching these seventies, eighties, and, you know, even early mid nineties films where in shows where it, it, you know, it's like you get to a phone when you can get to, get to a phone and everything, everything worked out just fine. Right. 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 <laughs> I think about this a lot because I remember, and I don't know if you did this, but I was uh, overseas as a student for a year in England and That's just right. the, the amount of coordinate and you lived overseas in Barcelona, right? Was that pre-phone? Uh, it was not, but I lived in London, okay. um, uh, pre pre-phone, you know, okay. 91, 92, 93. And it was, yeah, I can relate yeah. to that very well. Yeah, I was there during that same time period. Uh, I think it was 92. And, you know, just the amount of coordination that was required in order to, you know, go overseas and live somewhere. And then, and then from there travel, like, I, I think back and I'm like, how did we do that? I mean, there was, there was no instant messaging. There were no phone, phone calls. It was too expensive. You, you had to write letters. You had to plan ahead. You had to, you know, stick to the plan. Um, yeah. And if the if if you're like, I remember meeting uh, a friend of mine, actually in uh, it was in France. So I traveled from London to Paris, and then I had to take a train south. And actually, that's a whole that's a whole other story. But you know, if there was any delays at all, what did what did your friend do? Well, he you know he he waited for you. <laughs> <laughs> or or maybe he left and came back or checked with the you know the train schedule like when's this train coming in um but yeah it was a completely different model of thinking wasn't it totally different and even you know you mentioned barcelona and when i was there um for the first time um for just a couple months and then i went back for a much longer extended stay all work related mostly and then my wife at the time, my first wife came to visit me and spend some of that time. And I remember we went down to a cafe um, right near the, my flat and uh, she had not been there. It was her first day and she ordered her coffee to go, you know, and her, you know, her mm -hmm. best Spanish. And um, they looked at her like she was from Mars. Like, what are you talking about? to go but yeah why are you exist. in such a rush where, where, where yeah, are you going totally you know and i, I and I, I remember them you know going back into some broom closet and producing some you know teeny little sad styrofoam cup probably from the 70s or something that mm -hmm. someone had you know noticed in there and like oh finally we have a use for this but you know that that culture is very different you know uh catalonia they don't have a to-go culture like you sit down and you drink your coffee or your tea out of a saucer and, you know, a 
cup and saucer like a civilized human being. And if you miss the train, you wait for the next one. Right? Right. It's very different. You know, you could always tell like who the Americans were because they were, you know, bullet pace, backpack, baseball cap, like their posture was stressed and in a hurry. And, you know, everyone else was just really walking, uh, you know, even the way they ride their bikes there, um, you know, they're, they're dressed mm. to the nines mm-hmm. and they, they ride only just fast enough so they don't sweat, you know, so it's very mm-hmm. elegant. Um, there's a bit more ritual. Certainly there's, there's siesta and things like that. So everything shuts down uh, in the afternoon that, you know, everybody owns that time. You know, if you want to go have a drink right. with some pals or, you know, have some romance with your partner or whatever it is, you, you have that time to use. And, and so it gives everyone a, a, a stronger sense of ownership really over their time. And I took that, I took that home with me. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's great that you have this, um, you don't call it sabbatical. What do you call it? Call it the weekend? Well, Tiffany Schlein, her, her term, she really invented it in, in my world. Um, she calls it tech Shabbat, which is, you know, um, a, a nod to the Jewish culture where, you mm-hmm. know, they, they just don't, you may remember uh, popular culture. What's a good example um, big Lebowski, right. Mm-hmm. And John Goodman's like, we don't roll on shop. Right. He's like, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's certain things that you just don't do right. Sunday is a day of rest. And we've kind of gotten away from that. Well, I think it's great because, uh, you, you, when you said, you know, you made it a habit and you talked about how it was awkward at first, you know, changing habits is awkward. Like the first time you do something, um, that's different than what you normally do. It, it can, it can either feel exhilarating or awkward or, you know, all sorts of, of different feelings. Um, and I, I believe I've read that you have to do something for at least two weeks, if not four weeks consistently before you really establish a habit. And I believe that. I think that's true. Yeah. And and I've seen that, you know, I may try this, try that, but if I, I have to do it consistently every week, for a month before it really sticks and becomes a true habit. And, you know, the habits that we've all built, at least those of us who have taken COVID serious, seriously, um, they're around not going out, staying home, you know, obviously wearing masks. And I think um, as much as I want to get out there and do things, it's like, well, I've kind of built these new habits and it sounds a little scary to go out and do these things like mm-hmm. go to restaurants, go to hotels, tr- even travel, uh, as much as I would like to get away. Um, mm-hmm. it's so hard. I don't know. It's not easy. Um, I was just writing about this, uh, my personal blog the other day, like pre COVID I put up with nail clippers right? You know, the plain silver, mm-hmm. slippery, hard to hold, easy to drop, you know? especially yeah. if you have big hands like, like I do, right? I was consistently picking up these, you know, infernal toenail trimmers in the shower. And I, it was just dreadful. And after a month or two uh, into quarantine, there was a lot of discussions everywhere across the, the net about self-care and you know, ways that people were trying to, you know, minimize um, the, the, the anxiety and, the, and just the overhead of stress that, you know, we're all carrying, in addition to the cognitive overload and everything else that was going on mm-hmm. you know, in the world at that time. And 
and I, I, I started making lists. I'm, I like to make lists a lot. And some of the lists that I ended up making were around um, things I don't really look forward to. Um, and then that, that list evolved into a list of things that I don't look forward to, but might be able to do something about, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, cause, the, cause you said, as we go back out into the world, right, what habits are we going to take with us and all this jazz. And I was thinking about that and I thought, huh. And as those, those lists continue to evolve and create, you know, actionable insights, I found some small changes, um, that, that I could make that led to some pretty big improvements and the, the, the clipper sounds silly right but the toothbrush is another one like I, I never looked forward to brushing my teeth I've used all the toothbrushes in the world and mm-hmm. I just set time aside you know on the weekend this one particular weekend to try to solve for these two simple things if, if I could find some way to minimize my anxiety about trimming you know toenails fingernails and brushing teeth that would have ripple effects and it absolutely does and those kinds of habits, I think, are, are a little bit easier because they kind of set us up for success. And, and I'm not always good at that. Sometimes I set off on these, you know, huge quests to, you know, shift habits that, you know, maybe are harder to, mm-hmm. you know, have some success with. So, you know, setting ourselves up for success is part of it. I think that's important. I'm just picturing the next time we see each other in person, Chad, you're going to have a uh three inch long fingernails and yellow teeth. <laughs> the opposite. No, the, totally the opposite. I would put it off and put it off. I mean, I wouldn't say that I look, it's not true to say that I look forward to trimming my toenails now or brushing my teeth. That's not true. Uh, I, I still dread it, but it's, it's way more friendly of an activity um, than it's ever been. And it was just because I took a, a few minutes of time to just find a, something that reduces, you know, my, stress about it a little bit and sometimes that's the best we can do well here's an idea uh when when our boys were really little like infants i remember my wife would trim their fingernails and toenails while they slept <laughs> because mm, you know they're not smart. squirmy uh sure. you know they can sleep through anything so you know just ask your wife to do that for you chad uh <laughs> yeah. while you sleep <laughs> here i've been working <laughs> completely in the wrong direction <laughs> that's right problem solved yeah. uh, i don't know she might she, if she tried brushing your teeth that may be a different story but yeah yeah i don't know i'm sure um, we'll come to that you know be eating fruit cup yeah. out of a you know like it's all gone chad there's no fruit left give me the cup hand me the spoon <laughs> yeah. oh man so you said you said something else that reminded me, you know, you reminded me how we're, we're all dealing with, um, you know, even if we didn't have a pandemic, we would still be dealing with our phones interrupting us and way too much information that we can't mm-hmm. digest. Um, but on top of that, you know, the changes, the technology changes, which, by the way, maybe you've heard me say this before, but the pandemic, um, they estimate the pandemic accelerated changes in technology by five to 10 years. Mm-hmm. And sorry for the interruption. I just realized my computer's not plugged in with power, uh, ah. which explains, let me get this. That's true. And while you're, while you're doing, uh, while you're fixing that, um, Amber Case is another, I could give a shout out to Case Organic on Twitter. She's an amazing thinker. Uh, she's been actively 
researching what's called calm technology um, for a number of years. That was her focus. Uh, I learned a lot from her um, in the context of like minimizing notifications to our phones, mm-hmm. for example. That that's just a huge topic in and of itself, right? Um, even kids, like when they install games and stuff on a on a device, or anybody installs any app, um, there's always a dialogue or a series of dialogues that asks us, you know, do we want to allow notifications? Um, right. And I certainly don't need more notifications. I don't know about you. Um, no. But that, you know, is one thing I can do to, you know, minimize the, the, the overhead, right? I have no shortage of ways to, you know, look at a calendar and see what's next, you know, or look at mm-hmm. email. I don't need to be notified every time I get an email, for example, you know, I generally right. have on my calendar, uh, some structure. So I check email at the beginning of the day, and at the end of the day, so nothing, you know, gets, you know, dropped through the cracks. Um, and then there's certainly there's, you know, prioritization during the day, if I need to respond to an email or send a message, at some point, I can do that. But I generally, um, and I have to say, I, I got some of that inspiration from you too, because when we first started working together, I, I pinged you all the time and you're like, I gotta, ago. I gotta figure out how to stop this. <laughs> no, it was the opposite is you had a voicemail that said that you only check email during specific times of the day. And you were, you were, you were really transparent and apologetic. Like, Hey, you know, apologize if I don't respond to this right away. I only check email as specific. And you were very true to the cause. And it was inspiring because, you know, my work day may not look like someone else's work day. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think as, as, even as we go forward into this new normal that we're talking about all the time, um, and I even added it to my signature recently that, you know, yeah, sometimes I'm up at, at one, two in the morning, you know, doing like, you know, thread and tell and some of the things that are, you know, just easier for me to do when I don't have to deal with a lot of distractions. I can get really deep into the nuts and bolts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I, I send em- emails at that time or I post to teams, you know, stuff that's that's relevant to to our our teammates. And it's important to be sensitive that everyone's just trying to get through this. And the right. more we can be kind and, 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 and establish those, the, and those rules and that asynchronous, you know, cultural, you know, social contract, um, I think the better, you know, everyone is less stressed. And I think expectations are more clear. And it's, it, it's important. Yeah, it's super important to control your notifications and, and be aware of it. And it's a constant battle, because any new app you install or even websites that you visit they will all ask you if you want to be notified of changes or updates or you know messages and um yeah i I try to turn it's not what's that yeah oh i was just gonna say you're you're right it's 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 not something you just do once it's kind of something we seems like we constantly have to do it don't we yeah. And there's always a, like, there's always a reason why I want to do something like, oh, I need to park. So I'm going to download this parking mm-hmm. app. And of course I want to get notified if I need right. to, you know, add more money. Great example. Um, yeah. But then over time, like maybe I don't need that parking app anymore, especially right. because I'm not traveling anymore. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the parking app doesn't annoy me like some other apps, but um, it could, you know, notify me that, Hey, there's an update. Have you done this yet? And, 
Um, that's just another distraction I don't need. So there, there are times where I get really aggressive, <laughs> kind of like spring cleaning and it's like, okay, yeah, sure. I don't need this notification. I don't, you know, turn it off, turn it off. Um, or I have a, an iPad where I have some notifications turned on and that's okay because I only sit down at that iPad during certain times of the day. You know, I don't, it's not in my pocket buzzing all the time so sure. it's kind of silent put away and maybe i look at it in the evening or or maybe i look at it when i'm uh, having lunch so th those are fine t times to get notifications or to review notifications but it, it's a challenge there's no one way to do it we, you know whatever works for you i, I just want to go back to um what you said about how we all are feeling the, the, the stresses, whether we know it or not, we're all feeling the stresses of, of COVID sure. and the changes in the world. And, you know, I feel sorry for the people in Texas, uh, Christopher Shea, who works with us, uh, lives in that area. Uh, and, you He's know, melting no, snow for his toilet, you know, I mean, that's his, yeah. his world right now. Yeah. So there's a lot of stress going on. And I have a good friend who is a uh, psychologist, a therapist, and, you know, he helps people, he helps people with addiction. He also helps people with depression. And obviously he's super busy right now, but he's get, he, he said something to me uh, because my wife and I were talking with him, uh, talking with him and his wife. And, and my wife said, you know, she was feeling kind of down last week, but she couldn't really say why. And he's like, you know what? I get a call every single day with somebody saying, I feel down. I don't know why. And he said, that's everybody right now. You know, mm -hmm. everybody is, is just feeling stressed about this. Um, and if you're not kudos to you and, uh, you know, as I say, choose positive, do what you can to bring yourself up. But if you are feeling down, I, you know, you gotta, you gotta understand that that's pretty normal right now. Yeah. Reach out. You know, there are a lot of great resources and I think there's more awareness and certainly, you know, open, um, conversations about mental health challenges than ever before. And certainly in our industry, you know, burnout is common. Mm -hmm. um, just a lot of, a lot of choices that we can make small, you know, choices that aren't, you know, um, radical. They just help, you know, minimize those, you know, daily, you know, that daily anxiety load, you know, anything we can do to add peace of mind is super valuable right now. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap this up and end with our hashtag forget computers. And I was going to mention, I, uh, my wife and I finished watching the queen's gambit. Uh, did oh, you ever watch great. that Chad? Yeah. I, I devoured it in, in like yeah. two nights. I think it was so great. Yeah, that was really great. And I love that it's a limited series. Like we don't have to see it drag on and see, you know, mm -hmm. anticipate, or, or, or rather see what was a, a book that ended turn into a never ending series on TV. Um, right. Yeah. Same. I like that aspect of it. And, and to your point, it's always fun to see the time period when people didn't have phones. Um, mm -hmm. There was another show. It was a comedy show. My wife and I watched early on last year. Oh, I can't think of the name of it, but it, 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 it's a modern day show. Um, I cannot think the name, but the point of the story is we were, we were talking about 
what 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 we liked about it or what what was kind of drawing us into the show and um we noticed that even though it was in modern day and everyone had a phone that when something needed to be hashed out they walked over to the person's house and knocked on their front door and had a conversation and we said you know think about how weird that is like in real life how often when is the last time chad you walked to someone's even even your next door neighbor but especially someone who lives in town you know maybe across town just showed up randomly at their house knocked on the door and said i really need to talk to you about this uh, you know, it's been a while, but we have neighbors next door who we occasionally do that with. Um, like well, that's when they great. get a piece of mail that goes, you know, to us. And um, and they're, you know, kind of like what, similar to like my parents' age. And so selfishly, I really like that because my parents aren't mm-hmm. around anymore. And, you know, with the kids and stuff, we kind of like that cross-generational, you know, because now our, our family can't really travel here Um very very easily um and so we, we we get a little bit of that you know or we're in the yeah. yard and we're out in the yard at the same time and we you know kind of you know talk over the fence and you know it really it's amazing what these small little things you know the value that it's i would have not recognized that maybe 10 or 20 years ago but now it seems like so valuable but yeah and that's the thing the show made it seem so natural and um and obviously when you're watching a tv show it's a lot more interesting if people are talking face to face than if they're just texting or or calling um or zooming but i I, we started thinking about our day-to-day interactions with most people especially now and yeah we we don't we don't have that anymore we don't have that you know someone showing up at our door a friend and talking and um, of course, everyone's schedule is also typically so busy. I'm not sure you could always, at least before the pandemic, catch someone at home. But um, but yeah, that was a time period we certainly grew up in. I mean, there there you couldn't you couldn't even leave people messages uh, at, at, when we were kids. I mean, that was rare. No, not directly, not directly. I mean, I was raised. We had to call. I had to call my pals before I would go over to their house. Yeah. My, my parents were very, very clear about that. Um, but that took intention, you know, I'd have to think, okay, go and, you know, and I had their number memorized, you know, I, I don't know how many people have, know any phone numbers today. Right. right? So there's a right. lot, there were a lot of things connected to that. Right. Um, that are, that work is being done by technology for us now, you know, and, and that's, I don't know. There, some of it's cool. Some of it's nice that we don't, I don't have to think about it, but some of it I still hang on to. I memorize phone numbers, for example, because I've been in situations where I've lost my phone and I can't contact anyone mm-hmm. because I don't know their number, you know? Um, and I literally wrote these numbers on my arm, <laughs> like 10 numbers, the top yeah. 10 numbers that I need to know. And I wrote them on my arm and I would retrace them, you know, like as they would wear away after showers yeah. and stuff, I would rewrite them. And I did that for like two months until I had them down in my head. And, uh, it's, it's, it, man, it's, it's harder and harder to, you know, hang on to, you know, that kind of, cause that's a resilience strategy, right? If I lose my phone and I'm vulnerable and I can't communicate with somebody, um, that's a preventable risk, isn't it? Right. Right. And back in the day when people, every time they moved, they had to change their 
um, phone number, which really today mm-hmm. is not not the case. That's true. Um, you you would have to update that list on your arm, and that must have been terrible, Chad. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true. That's a good point. People don't really change their their phone numbers uh, much anymore, so that is helpful because we you know we have a phone number pretty much for life. It's almost like a social security number or something. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. yeah. So what about you, Chad? Any any hashtag forget computer stuff you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's playing in the snow. That's right. And we have built a veritable, you know, kind of uh, combat, like tactical training <laughs> scenario in the front yard. We have two forts and uh, they're dug out and they're like, you know, pretty impressive. And we've had, you know, we're waiting for the snow to melt a little bit because right now the snow is a little fluffy. It's not ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, snowball fight um, consistency just yet. Um, but we're ready and we have put a lot of time and, you know, uh, into building those. And it's been fantastic. I, I mean, I don't remember, I don't think maybe and t- when I first moved to Chicago and 20, like, I think it was that winter of 2010 or 2011, I hadn't moved here yet, but I was spending mm-hmm. a lot of time here. And, uh, yeah, I think it was 2010. Was it winter 2010 when the folks had to abandon their cars on LSD on Lakeshore Drive. Yeah, I was trying to remember the year, and I don't know if that's correct or not. But there, yeah, there, there was a year our kids were in grade school, so that could have been 2010. And mm-hmm. yeah, people got stuck on Lakeshore Drive, had to leave their cars. Uh, the mm-hmm. snow was unbelievably—I don't know how many inches we got, but uh, school uh, yeah. was canceled, which was unusual and still is unusual for Chicago public schools to to say no school because of a snow day. Um, and yeah, we got a lot of snow recently, which was pretty impressive, but I don't think it was anywhere near that, that 2010, if that was the year. Yeah, it was super cold um, and like dangerously cold. And and I don't remember, you know, what we get like 18 inches and or, or 20, 26 inches and in 18 hours or something like that. Yeah. Um, oh, I, if, I remember um, they had to take the snow to the United Center where the Bulls and the Blackhawks play. They had to take it to the parking lot and they were melting it with like these big, they look like big jet engines. Right. Um, That's right. I remember that. And uh, where the water went from there, I guess back into the lake. But uh, probably. probably. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, been, that, I have, the, as far yeah. as I know, they're, they're not doing that this time. So I don't think there's that much snow. But. Okay, with Chad, thanks for joining me, and we'll see you in two weeks. Forget Computers podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Thanks for listening. Bye. Ciao.